Welcome to episode 156 of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio, a beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary, by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is freshly vacationed, John Scott Sloat. Doc, what's happening? Well, um, we are recording this, what, three, two day, three, three days, days before Christmas. Three days before Christmas. Yes, and then f- which means five days before this drops, But uh, which means you just got back from vacation. Yep, just, just flew in last night, called it a bit about 1 a.m. last night. And how was the temperature shock for you coming back from Florida where I'm sure it was warm? Um... It was like mid sixties there, so sixty five. Okay. It was kind of radiant spitty when we left, so it wasn't it wasn't too shocking. I think getting there was more shocking. It's just like oh my goodness, the sun! I didn't realize I hadn't seen it in a long time. <laughs> yes. And much like Superman, has an has an incredible effect upon upon yeah, my uh, for sure my my feelings. That good old yeah. natural vitamin D. Yeah. It was wild. You like the first probably twelve hours are like. Oh my goodness! I didn't realize how much I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was younger, um, kind of mocking older folks who would like live in the north from like you know May through say October. Yeah, and then spend you know November through April or March maybe in warmer climates, either in Florida or. Arizona or wherever. Yeah, it, it sounds like an ideal life in, in some ways. And now I think I was an idiot. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, well. Speaking of weather, we are battening down the hatches here for a major weather event. Now, by the time this drops, it'll be over. Well, well passed over. Now, there were a lot of like blizzard predictions. Yeah. That seems to be a little further north of here, like South Bend area, yes, Goshen. I think, I think so, yeah. Uh, but not Warsaw, Columbia City, Fort Wayne. I, I don't think it's going to get that much. I snow. don't think so. I don't I, think three so. to six inches, I think, is what I'm hearing. Well, yeah. So the city of Warsaw sends out email alerts like for these sorts of things. And their email alert said four to six is what they're expecting. Okay. Now, my weather app thinks must think I'm further north than I am, even though it knows I'm in Warsaw. And it's got it for 6 to 10. Really? Are you using AccuWeather? AccuWeather, yeah. Why? So, um, Wild. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's always that I, – I always have a measure of skepticism with these forecasts. Oh, yeah. Because it feels like they always overestimate what we're actually going to get. Yeah, look at that. Winona Lake, 6 to 10. Yeah, it seems Wild. way high. That seems high. too high. But uh, the the main reason it affects me is because we were planning on driving out to Omaha on – well, this would be tomorrow. So Friday, the 23rd, which is like the sweet spot of when we're getting all of this oh, snow yeah. and wind. And so we've uh, – we're delaying our departure by a day, driving on Christmas Eve hopefully to okay. get there in time. So now, who all is part of that caravan? Is it just you and the boys? Us and the boys. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll make it safely. If not, it's been a good run, John. <laughs> we made it through three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could always swing further south. It's going to get better the further south you go. Yeah, I don't know if it's better enough to 
warrant the extra time. Fair so enough. We'll see. Fair enough. We will see. Well, if you would like to reach out to the show and connect with us, you can find us on Twitter at VNS Pod. We had a listener connect with us on uh, Twitter affirming their enjoyment of On the Incarnation. Did you see that on Twitter? No, I missed that. Yeah. So uh, Chris in – well, where is he now? I guess he'd be in Kentucky. Chris in Kentucky. Nice. Reached out and said it's one of his annual reads. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that from a few people uh, that that they read that every year around around the holiday season. Yeah. So. Uh, you can email the show, podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, as always, we'd appreciate a, uh, a five-star rating and a review. And here would be seemingly a good place to also remind listeners that I have another podcast mm. called The Biblical Theology Briefing that I do with my friend Ben Glad. And uh, we are uh, excited about how that's started off. We're only doing one episode a month. So by comparison to this, that seems like – Nothing. Yeah, I, that's 12 episodes a year. Yeah, yeah. We might pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. So we're baby-stepping it. This is, is this Ben's first podcast experience? Yeah. I mean, he's been interviewed on podcasts. Sure. But, and he's yeah. got a good personality for oh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'll work fine. He's a big talker. He is a talker, yeah, which that's kind of a helpful that's, thing. That's a positive thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, John. Well, let's talk a little sports. It's going to be complicated to do that in the sense of we are uh, – this episode is for five days from now. So a few things – though really the sports world kind of slows down. I mean there's still NFL games. There's a bunch of NFL games on this weekend. Jets are on tonight. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jets, Jets Jaguars. Jaguars, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, let's let's talk a little NFL here. Let's talk about your Jets. Strong start to the year, and yeah. they've faded the last several weeks. Yeah. I mean, all their losses are with, within one score. Yeah. So, th- so they are close games. Yep. Um, they are riddled with injuries everywhere. Mm-hmm. So are lots of teams, though. Yep. Uh, probably the biggest loss has been Mike White. Yeah, for and, sure. And having to go back to, to the Mormon. Um, and And – I, were you able to watch the game on Sunday? I watched parts of it, yeah. There were moments where, yeah, he flashes that arm. He's clearly got a strong arm. But there are also moments where it's, boy, that was ugly and scary. Did you see? Uh, so, I mean, go ahead. he's, I mean, he's, but he's a Mormon, which is really an accurate picture of their theology, right? <laughs> there are some things they get right. Yeah, that's fair. And then there's some things you go, What? Yeah. What happened? What What is that? That's your Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. He's basically <laughs> just Mormon. What Zach Wilson is to football, yeah. uh, Mormonism is to truth. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, um, so they play the Jaguars tonight. And the Jaguars are better this year. They're improved. Yes. yes. After the very much uh, failed Urban Meyer experiment. Yeah. What a train wreck. That was that a train was. wreck. Uh, I, who's their coach now? I forget. Uh, it's Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dougie um, Fresh. There you go. So, um, so yeah, so they are going into that game. They're seven and six now. Is that right? Seven and seven, I believe. Okay. I think they're 500. 
So still very much in the the heart of the wild card mix. Yeah, we pretty much have to win out, I think, so. uh, to, to make the playoffs. Okay. But we held, I mean, the, the Lions last week, one of the league's best offenses, held them to one offensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a special teams touchdown, so I don't count that yeah, as that a defense. Yeah, that was terrible oh. punt coverage. Oh, the, punt, the punter was like— Terrible punt, terrible coverage. <laughs> was like batting 300 on punts, you know, which, which wouldn't be bad for a, for a major league baseball team, but yeah. is terrible for a punter. Yeah. So he was not, not good. Um, and Zach Wilson was was Zach Wilson. It was there were there were flashes of like, wow, that was a thirty yard pass on the numbers. Mm-hmm. That was great. And then there's also like the oh my goodness, he got pressured and the ball just floated thirty yards in the air. Yeah, and somebody came down with it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was it was a mess. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we talk a little baseball? I've got a couple more NFL notes. Okay, and then we'll, we'll, we can okay. circle back to okay. that. Okay, okay. Um, since again, we're sort of off our schedule in terms of recording because of holiday travel and all that sort of stuff. But um, the largest comeback in NFL history happened last week. Yeah, weekend. yeah. I did not watch that game. I I didn't either. I kept tabs on it. I, I remember looking at my phone and and seeing. Oh wow, the Colts are up thirty-three nothing at the half. Yeah, that's when I decided not to turn on the game. Like that's it's over. Mm-hmm. Stick a fork in it; it's done. And then uh, one of my sons tells me later, he's like, uh, "By the way, the Vikings uh, are driving and they can tie the game." I'm like what? <laughs> what do you mean they can tie the game? Oh my goodness! So. Uh, Biggest comeback and also thus biggest collapse. And, of course, it's striking that it's Matt Ryan at quarterback, mm-hmm. who is also the quarterback of the team who gave up the largest lead in Super Bowl history Yeah, when he was with the Falcons, which is a little unfair to him because he's not playing defense. He's not on defense. Yes. Though, I mean, if he scores some points, I mean. Mm-hmm. Then, or doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Or... yeah. So. Um, and then the other NFL note, I'll just make this observation. Uh, Justin Fields is getting better. He's still got development to go, but he became only the third quarterback in NFL history to rush for 1,000 yards. Yeah, I I think he's got an NFL future. Um, whether it's with the Bears or not, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's got a good NFL future. He's got he, – he can throw the ball really well. He can make stuff happen with his feet. And in today's NFL, you kind of need both. Yes. I think he could be – I agree with your assessment. I'm not sure the Bears can can get him where he needs to be. Yeah. I mean that offensive line is still terrible. Yeah. But can I, – I, I, I thought about this sometimes. If he was with the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and everything around him, oh my word, I think he could blow up. Oh, or or if, if the Jets drafted him instead of Zach Wilson. I mean could you imagine him in that offense right now? He'd be – Humming along throws to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean it's so. I, I sorry, Bears fans. I'm just not sure that that franchise can develop a quarterback. Now I, I'll give them credit. They figured out about three weeks into the year. Hey, this Justin Fields guy can run a little bit. Yep. Maybe we ought to you know incorporate that into our offense. Yep. And suddenly they score a bunch of points. Yep. So, but they've got so many problems, uh, both offensively and defensively. That I don't know that. 
I don't know that Justin can get where he, where, where he wants to be. So we'll see. Okay, enough NFL. You wanted to mention baseball real quick. Have you been following baseball and free agency at all? Um, I, I, I feel like I remember – wait, uh, not really. But I, I feel like I remember the name Verlander, like Justin Verlander. Yeah, is yeah. He, did he sign with the Mets ultimately? He did. Okay. He did sign with the Mets ultimately. Okay. They also signed uh, a Korean pitcher with a pitch known as a go- ghost forkball. Okay. And that's pretty exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Does it actually disappear in the middle of the pitch? Is that <laughs> – I, I think it gives that illusion to hitters. Okay. Uh, but uh, I actually have never seen him pitch. So okay. it could really disappear. Okay. Um, probably the biggest news, uh, I was texting with a uh, good friend of the pod. I don't know that he listens. Uh, Colin – uh, in Colin in Indiana. Colin in Indiana. I don't know that he listens to Giants the fan. Giants fan. So he and I are on uh, the same fantasy baseball, and so everybody's texting back and forth. His Giants signed Carlos Correa uh, to 13 years, $350 million. There is no sport with crazier contracts than baseball. Yeah. And so we're texting Colin about it. Colin's like, I don't know how I feel about this, all these things. <laughs> well, the Giants flagged something on his physical that they didn't like. And so uh, the agent for Carlos Correa texts the Mets owner while he's on vacation in Hawaii mm-hmm. and tells him, hey, this isn't going well. And so he comes back at him with a contract for uh, I believe it was 12 years $315 million. And he signed. So, and this was like at four in the morning. All this went down maybe two two nights ago uh, hmm. that that this guy signed in the, in the middle of the night uh, with the Mets. So it's, it was wild. Absolutely wild. That's just monopoly money. For him it is. Yes. He spent half a billion this free agency if you total it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent more on three contracts than I think seven or eight MLB teams do in oh, payroll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Royals, Marlins, Rays, uh, in, uh, sorry, Guardians now. Guardians. Um, <clears throat> Pirates are in there. The Pirates spend no money on yeah. their teams. Um, anyway. But anyway, yes. Uh, so he has now, I mean, he's going to spend. Millions, absolutely millions on his uh, – on on tax and everything. Uh, all that he spent is less than 5% of his net worth. Nice. Um, <clears throat> to have that kind of money. Yeah. Could you imagine a world in which you could have that kind of money? It would certainly skew your perspective on reality, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely would. Um, now, I would own a, I would own a professional sports team. I don't. Oh, I would too. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be a baseball team, but I would own a bit a professional sports team. Yeah. If I had that kind of money, I'd probably go for an NBA team. I don't know. That's probably my least favorite of the professional sports. Yeah. I don't know. There's the issue with baseball is there's so many baseball games. Yeah. There's just so many. Um, Football, football, be NFL would be a lot of fun, but the salary cap kind of holds you back. Yep, yep. Um, 
see baseball or sorry basketball NBA you've got a salary cap but you can go over it if you're willing to yeah. pay the luxury tax. So there's a little bit of wiggle room there. NFL is hard it's a hard cap. It's you can't go above it. Can't this. go above it. Yep. And you know, when you've got you got to fill a 53 man roster. That's a lot of moving parts. Oh yeah. As opposed to an NBA roster roster you got you're carrying what 12, 15 guys. I can't remember. It's probably 12. Yeah. Um and you know, baseball is still what 2530 on a on a roster. Uh 42 42 man rosters. I thought that wasn't until some of those are, the, are players at AAA as well that have MLB contracts right. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. Well, maybe someday, John. Maybe someday. I, I yeah, I don't know what I'd do when, with that. When the pod blows up and But you we, want to know what? If I had that if I had tens of billions of dollars <laughs> Like this, like this Mets owner guy. Yeah, I think I'd probably be like, I'm just going to go watch baseball every day. <laughs> I don't think your wife would be a fan of that, though. Um, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but in in, I don't think I could own a professional sports team that she'd be on board with going to see <laughs> probably multiple times a week and probably. traveling with probably. Um, a couple of other sports notes. Um, the World Cup has come to an end. Argentina beat France. Did you see any of that match? Yeah, yeah, sure did. Okay, so I only saw the um, I saw extra time and I saw the PKs. Because church ended, and we got home, and by that point they finished out regulation or whatever they call it. So there's a we we went to the early service of a Baptist church down there in St. Augustine and then went to brunch and they had it on there. And I saw the first half where Argentina was up to nothing. I was like, this is over. Yeah. And much like the Colts uh, uh, Vikings, <laughs> it was not. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I mean, it, it, there was a lot of drama. It was very entertaining to watch the the extra time and even the PKs in terms of the drama. But I absolutely hate deciding a game on penalty kicks. It's dumb. <laughs> would you would you prefer to just keep going? Yes. Okay. And if that means that you want to um allow more substitutions and allow players who've already been subbed out to Please. sub back in. Sure. Fine. Great. You could, I don't know, reduce the number of players on the field by a couple. Um, that's what hockey does in the playoffs. So during the regular season, they don't like it when it ends in ties, so they do yeah. shootouts. Yeah. Um, but in the playoffs, they just keep going, and you'll get these four, five, six overtime period yeah. games. They're very exciting. Yeah, I just – it's like playing a an American football game and getting to the end of overtime after it's still tied and being like, all right, we're going to kick field goals. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the – we'll start with a 40-yarder. And then move them back five yards every try. The difference there, though, is in in soccer, your best players are taking those PKs. As opposed to one designated player. One designated guy in yeah. football. Yeah, it's still dumb. <laughs> uh, I would love to see them play horse with kickers after games. Like, <laughs> let's do some trick shot uh, field goals here. Okay. Yeah. Can you hit it from, you know, from... Uh, from, from the sideline? Yeah, from, from, uh, the, from the pylon. Tw- from 20 or, yards out, yeah. 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 I would like to see that. I think that'd be fascinating. Um, one other sports note. This is the last episode before the college football playoff happens. Oh, So I suppose okay. we, I should give some predictions, don't you yeah, think? Probably. Yeah. OK. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan over TCU. 
Um, okay. I'm going to go with that one being um, 34-24. Oh, so you have it a little closer maybe than uh... – I think the spread's around a touchdown. Is it really? It's under 10, I think. And then for the other one, as much as it pains me to say this, I'm going Georgia 41, Ohio State 27. What's the spread there? A touchdown. Okay. Or right around there. It's like six maybe, six and a half. Goodness. So it pains me to say that. And I will joyfully be wrong. <laughs> so all right. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it is now time for our third annual. Yes, that's right. Our third annual State of the Pod Year in Review episode. This is the 156th episode we have recorded. 52 times three, right? Yeah. Yep. There you go. We haven't missed a week in three years. We have not. And we started first week of January uh, 2020. Is that right? Yeah. Pre-COVID. <laughs> barely pre-COVID. Yeah, barely. Yeah, I mean, COVID actually existed at that point. We just didn't really know anything about it. So, uh, let's do a little. Um, I got a little. I got a few stats, and I know okay. you haven't looked at these. Oh, I just pulled them up. Oh, you sure. did. Okay, but I don't know which ones you're talking about. I will. I will turn my laptop away. Okay. So, um, one of my frustrations: we switched servers. This we year. did. We did. And then I actually went back to our old one to see what the stats were up to that point. Can't access them. They're gone. Really? Disappeared. Hmm. Like we didn't exist. Wow. It's like they moved on from us. They're like, okay, fine. Or you... they're, just, they're just bitter. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. So these are only stats that apply from basically August through the end of this year. So like five months, August okay. through December. Here. So the back okay. half of the year. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I want to do a little guessing game. Countries. Okay. With the most downloads. Okay. Other than the U.S., obviously. I want you to guess. Uh, let's see. We'll see how you, how well you do in terms of uh, countries with the most downloads. Um. Outside of the United States. Outside of the United States. Okay. Yes. Um. Well, I know we have a listener in the U.K. So I'm going to say UK is going to be up there. All right. Well, I lost. <laughs> it bounced me out of my account. So I had to log back in here. Okay. So um, I got to get this back. Here we go. All right. So um, – And just so listeners know, part of the, part of the switching uh, providers for us was this is cheaper. It is. And gives us the opportunity – down the road, I think, yeah. for, for some ads. So we're, so we're still working on that and figuring that out. Okay. So the UK comes in. So US is first, obviously. Obviously. Okay. Yep. So the UK comes in at fourth, meaning there are two other countries. Two other countries. Ahead of them. Two other countries. My goodness. One is significantly head, ahead, like almost more than double. Really? Yeah. My goodness. Well – um, I knew it for whatever reason we've had some consistent listeners in Germany. That is number three. That is number three. Okay. Yeah. But that was not this significantly no, ahead. I, I was stunned by this as well. My goodness. Trying to think of English-speaking countries. It's um, not an English-speaking co- – well, it's a former British colony. How's that? Oh. 
Well, that, <laughs> that doesn't really, like really narrow it down, it down much. much, does it? That's that could be anything from <laughs> Canada to Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, or <laughs> India, or um, it is in fact India. It is India. Yes, really. That's number two. Man, yeah. popular yeah. location for VPNs, I assume. I, maybe, yeah. yeah. So, um, any other guesses in the top ten? We'll stick there. Um, I'll, I'll let you guess a couple more, and then we'll just read them out. Uh, well, I I knew for a while we were getting a hit on France. Is that is that in there? Um, France is a little ways down the list. No. Uh, what about Australia? There were there have been times early in the pod. Yes, uh, not as much anymore. Okay. Um, I don't think Canada has been particularly big for us. No, nope, not recently. <sighs> okay, so we had after the U.S. We had India, Germany, U.K. Okay. Bangladesh. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that one. And the Ukraine, both tied. Really? Yes, yes. Uh, another country in the Middle East we shouldn't name. Um, okay. Spain. Spain. Yep, and then it tapers off from there. Okay. So, Well, that's great. Yeah. We'd love to hear from some of these listeners and and – non-United States countries. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever would want to invite us. Yeah, we'd love to do a live show. We'd love pod. to do a live show in your in your country. Um, shoot, what else was that? Or if your VPN is pinging that area of the world and it's really you in <laughs> the Midwest, we'd like to know that too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Um, I mean, I I am going to the UK next summer. I sent you a great website this week for that. Yeah, I by saw the that. way, I saw that. Yeah. Um, Any other stats we need to we need to work through? I don't know. I, I think that's. I mean, that's the one that's. The, those are the ones that stood out to me. Um, I didn't break it down. See, the one thing that I'm not as big a fan of with with this service is we don't get nearly um, the depth. The depth. I mean, we could do s- states. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I'm looking, this is interesting. So obviously not surprisingly, since we're based in Indiana, that's the number one state. Okay. Illinois second, not far behind. Uh, and then Ohio. So obviously bordering states. Sure. Makes sense. I'm surprised Illinois is up that high though. Aren't you? Chicago area. Do we have a lot of listeners in the Chicago area? I don't know. Is Stetzer listening to us right now? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, Edward. Yeah. And so – and then this is the weird one to me. After Indiana, Illinois, Ohio. Did you happen to see it when you – No, no. New Mexico. Really? New Mexico. <laughs> OK. More so than than the state up north, Michigan. Interesting. That's Yeah, bizarre. All right. Well, that fascinates us. I don't know if yeah, our I, listeners care about that. But, um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you wherever you're listening from, especially if it's an exotic locale. Like New Mexico. Like New Mexico. Yes. Have you been to New Mexico? Never. I have. Never. Yeah. A lot of Adobe. Um, so let's talk a little bit about sort of the year in review. Um, I sent you a, uh, a few Links to articles on Gospel Coalition. Let's start with um, 
the the one that is uh, top theology stories of 2022. Okay, top ten. Yeah, top ten okay. theology stories. Uh, Colin Hansen, one of the main editors at TGC, put that together, and he does it every year. Yeah, because we've gone over this list before, I believe. Yeah, for sure, going all the way back to 2008, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so um, why don't you pick one of them? We don't. We won't necessarily list all ten of these, but. Um, why don't you pick one and we can comment on it? Um. Oh my goodness. Uh, he does list them in order in terms of like what he thinks are most significant. So, yeah, I mean, when you when you attach the word theology to it, mm-hmm. it's it's always like, oh, that's interesting. Like, how are you viewing this theologically? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I thought the same thing. So some some of them. Um, I thought perhaps the most interesting and perhaps the most uh, meaningful to you and I is two Christian colleges abandoned bib- biblical ethics. Yes, number five. That yeah, that one was a little uh, bone chilling is probably the the wrong word, but mm-hmm. it just it just uh, gi- gives me a shiver. Yeah, uh, so to speak, makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I mean they list. Uh, I mean this is. Public knowledge, so it's not like we're gossiping or anything. Like Calvin University in Grand Rapids, in Grand Rapids, not far. You know, three hours, three, two and a half hours up the road, and Eastern University, which I don't know much about. Mennonite. Okay. Um, basically, now what's interesting about Calvin is if, if you've been paying attention, this the not surprising. This is not surprising at all. No. And in fact, he notes in the little summary that this summer there was a there was some pushback from the denomination that um, is affiliated with Calvin, the um, Christian Reformed Church, who came out with a statement affirming biblical sexuality, mm-hmm. which has caused some uh, pushback from Calvin faculty and such who were much more ready to be affirming and accepting of homosexuality and such. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that hits us most pertinently, I think, just because of where do we work. Sure. Um, I I am thrilled to say uh, that is not happening at at Grace College and Theological Seminary. Nope. Um, Our administration and board are very much holding firm on a biblical understanding of sexuality and marriage. And so that's good and we're grateful for that and, uh, yeah, very thankful. But – it has to be intentional. It has to be an intentional effort from administration, from the board, absolutely. from professors. Otherwise, it's easy for that to go south quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the other thing, you know, again, like you said, theology is an interesting category when you see some of these, uh, you know, the, the Dobbs decision allowing abortion bans for the first time in nearly 50 years. Mm-hmm. That comes in at number four. Um I might have put that a little higher. I don't know. Uh, and then the 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 top two stories on this list are interesting in that yeah, I almost went with number two. They're geopolitical. Yeah, you know. So number one is the is that Russia invades Ukraine, which that again, how are you defining theology? I suppose. But does this have an effect on the spread of the gospel? Absolutely. I mean, there there was some good substantive solid gospel work going on in Ukraine, and that has been interrupted or disrupted. Um, and also, 
ended up sending out lots of Ukrainians as refugees into other countries as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that. Well, and there, there's on the other side of that border, uh, there's the Russian Orthodox Church that has very mm-hmm. much aligned itself with uh, with Putin yeah. in, in in this uh, this battle. And there's been I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this, but there's been some information war waged yeah. uh, on yeah. that front as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then number two, near and dear to your heart. Indeed. China reverts to authoritarianism on brink of war with Taiwan. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't followed it super close, but that headline description seemed a bit much. To say on the brink of war with Taiwan, that seemed – unless I've unless just not seen the articles – um, I mean, China is. I mean, I know they're getting aggressive towards, even more aggressive towards Taiwan. Yeah, and uh, Matt, we're having a conversation. No need to slam your glasses on the floor in frustration. <laughs> That's okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I think a combination of uh, Xi consolidating power in that area. Some of this is due to the fact I just finished the Prince uh, mm-hmm. podcast, which a listener reached out to and really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Uh, she is is sort of bringing together uh, policies to, or power for himself, uh, and has made it known that he wants he sees Taiwan as a wayward state and mm-hmm. will use force to to bring them back. I think the war in Ukraine has caused him to back off a little bit, um, but I, yeah, I don't know if it's number two. It may be a little lower, but I think it'll be something we're talking about for the next five or six years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he links it – Hansen links this to um, sort of learning from Chinese pastors uh, about a theology of suffering and persecution of the internal church there in China. Um, but yeah, it, again, doesn't feel explicitly theological in that. Yeah. Um, it's theological in the sense that – Taiwan is a very Christian island, mm-hmm. like like uh, very Presbyterian island. Um, the Canadian Presbyterians landed there and went across the island uh, preaching the gospel, starting schools and starting hospitals and planting churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, a good chunk of the population would be believers. Where, but I don't think that's the fact on uh, particularly in Chinese, Chinese government. Yeah. Um, and this, for listeners who don't know, I've been in Taiwan – Five times, yeah. uh, taking students there, have friends there, uh, reach out to them occasionally. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it feels – it maybe looms a little bit larger in my own mind yeah. uh, because I know uh, some individuals there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, two stories that are on here that I think are a little bit more explicitly theological. Number 10, he entitles this, What's Next After Liberalism? Uh, this is kind of hard to – to summarize, I think. Um, so basically, he's talking about liberalism in the classical sense, mm-hmm. not in the policy sense, meaning right. the United States as a liberal democracy, meaning emphasis on free speech, on uh, participation of the population in uh, in governance and that sort of thing. And so um, – his first line, who would have thought drag queens could bring about the end of the liberal political order? Yeah. So um, a, a lot here involved with the issue of transgenderism and you know, he 
He does say the trans uh, momentum seemed to slow this year, which I think is true to some degree, mm-hmm. meaning that there's been enough pushback on the uh, on the sports end of thing, as well as even just other contexts where more and more non-Christians in our culture are saying, wait a minute, this is too far. Oh, yeah. This is too much. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that uh, if, how much that develops. Um, so, yeah. And then doesn't he mention here, there's another one that where he talks about, which maybe it's under that one. I'm just not seeing it. The whole discussion about Christian nationalism, which I think that's under there. Does he mention it? Somewhere he mentions that on here, I think. Um, let's see here. I can't find it. Yeah, I don't find it. I don't find it under number 10. It, does feel like it should be on this list with with yeah. that recent book coming out, um, and just the the issue of you know that term is so uh, it's used in so many different ways mm-hmm. that again it's it's that's one of those frustrating things where to have any meaningful conversation about it, people just start start talking past each other, um, so. Yeah, I, I do think that is an area of ongoing theological discussion in terms of to what extent should Christians attempt to influence the the political state and um, should Christians work towards implementing a Christian vision of the world through the political state and to what extent and how far does that go and what does that include and what does that not include mm-hmm. – um, I think that's going to be a pretty significant ongoing discussion this year. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. I think that conversation is just going. I mean, that might be just a, getting started. I think a 2020, 2023 preview. Yeah, um, we're running a little long on time. I did want to get to this just because it'll show how out of touch we are. TGC also did a list best Christian music of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to know any of this. Well, that's the thing. So I looked through this. Um, uh, he this is Brett McCracken. He he put together a list of the hundred best Christian songs, and he put them on a playlist in Spotify and Apple Music. I didn't look at that. Seven best Christian albums, though. Okay, I want to run through these quickly and see. Are you even familiar with these? Okay. How many of them are you? Number one, John Van Dusen, uh, I Am Origami, Part 4, Marathon Days. I have no clue what any of those words mean. Exactly. Same here. Number two, Color Vault. The album is Faint. Nope. Never heard of it. Number three, Poor Bishop Hooper. The album is Psalm 119. I'm familiar with Psalm 119. <laughs> as, as a biblical text, not yes, as a yes, as not, 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 not as, as a song. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Welcome Wagon. The album's name is Esther. Again, familiar with the <laughs> biblical text, not the song. Yes. Number five, here's one I think you're familiar with. City of Light, There Is One Gospel. I am familiar with this one. Unless we sing, sing this in church, I have no clue. But you're familiar with City of Light. I've at least heard of that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We, we sing numerous City of Light songs at CCC. Uh, number six, Jonathan Ogden. The album is Future Forever. 
I feel like I've heard of Jonathan Ogden. He's formerly of Rivers and Robots, if that helps you. No, that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> was there an Ogden NFL lineman? Uh, yes. Maybe that's where I'm familiar with that name <laughs> Probably. from. Probably. Uh, and then number seven, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Garrett Sousey. Is that how you'd say that name? I have no no. The uh, the album title it's no a idea. it's a pastor and wife folk duo. Okay, uh, their album is entitled "From the River to the Ends of the Earth." Yeah, I'm not going to listen to a pastor and wife folk <laughs> duo. <laughs> oh, it just shows how out of touch we are with that whole realm. Yeah, I, I mean, what this list does for me is like maybe I need to stop complaining so much about Christian music and actually listen to some good Christian music. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Well, we are out of touch uh, and uh, unapologetic about it. So um, we we should probably move on. You ready to move on? Sure. Time now for This Day in Sports History. Spoiler alert. No cricket on this list today. My goodness. So the sentences will make sense. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, December 27th, two days after Christmas, 2022. Yeah. uh, 1891, first game of basketball based on rules created by James Naismith, played by 18 students in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Which is the location of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Very nice. You ever been there? Never. It's nice. It's it's really well done. I got to be honest. I don't know that I've spent much time in Massachusetts. Yeah, if I remember right, Springfield is a little ways. It's not really Boston suburb by any means. It's hmm. it's a ways out from okay. from that. But well worth the trip if you're in the area. It's it's very good. Uh, 1969, Vince Lombardi, when he was with the Washington Redskins, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Coaches his last football game, a 20 to 10 loss to the Cowboys in Dallas, for a seven win, five loss, and two tie season. That's a rough season. Uh, and a uh, 105, uh, 105 win, 35 loss, 6-tie uh, career. Vince Lombardi. Yeah. I think – now, that is, honestly, it doesn't seem like a lot of games for someone as legendary as him, right? You know, that's 146 games. But they only played 14 yeah, was game seasons. They were, they were only playing 14 games. And they didn't have the extensive playoff mm-hmm. uh, system that we have now, so – uh, 1981, Cincinnati beats uh, Cincinnati beats Bradley 75-73 in seven overtimes. A record. NCAA, NCAA record. NCAA record. Yeah. Now, let's stop for a minute. Which is more remarkable? Seven overtimes or that you only got to 75-73? Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And now, against one guy named Bradley. <laughs> that's right. Now, I do think – this would have been before the implementation of the three-point shot. 81? I think so. Hmm. I think the three-point shot came in not long after that. Okay. Yeah, it was before because, um, yeah, I remember I just saw, uh, yeah, I know it was before the three-point shot was in college basketball. Uh, 1997, Detroit Lions, Barry Sanders is Third to run for 2,000 yards in a season. Yeah. Barry Sanders. You ever watch highlights of him? Oh, he, I, well, I grew up watching him. He was amazing. Yeah. He's, he's an impressive fellow. I, I've never seen someone able to change directions and accelerate as, the way he does. 
His ability to do that was just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And he retired relatively young. He had a lot more tread on the tires, so to speak, just was tired of – I think he was tired of playing in Detroit and losing. Oh, yeah. Um, and they've been losing ever since yeah. for the most part. Yeah. They have, well, they're having a good year this year. They're they're threatening the edge of the playoff race there. I mean – OK. So who you got out of that? Oh, my goodness. Um, probably Barry Sanders. OK. 2,000 yards is impressive. I'd either go with Barry Sanders or James Naismith. I'd go either way. Let's do Barry. OK. Let's do Barry. Barry Sanders it is. One thing you liked. Uh, one thing I liked is I just returned from St. Augustine, Florida. I would recommend highly you go to St. Augustine, Florida during the Christmas season. Uh, they have those old oaks, those live oaks. You know what I'm talking about? The, they got the, the moss on them and everything. No. Um, they, yeah, they're these 100-year-old oak trees. Anyway, they're strung with lights and everything. The city is very festive. Oh, okay. Um, they do these little golf cart tours, and uh, there is always one. That do you get, get to drive the golf cart, or do you get driven around? You get around? driven around okay. and doing, doing stuff like that. We've never done one, uh, but one of them always gets commandeered by the Grinch, and the Grinch <laughs> is driving people around St. Augustine, Florida, and showing them the historic sites and everything. Okay. Um, have you ever been to St. Augustine? Mm-mm. So oldest city in America uh, feels very European. Feels like you're walking around a European city. It's very cool. Okay. Spanish flavor? Yes, very much so. Okay. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Well, I'm calling an audible here. I had something get on the list and I thought of something different here. So I am going to go with the documentary Moment of Truth. Have you heard of this? No. It is a documentary, and they break it up into a series of like five episodes or something uh, of varying lengths, which is kind of odd. It's on Freevee. Are you familiar with Freevee? You ever heard of this? It's one of these I've heard of it. streaming yeah. services. You can access it directly or you can go through Amazon Prime because okay. it's, it's an Amazon subsidiary. Um, it is a documentary series on the murder of Michael Jordan's dad. Really? James Jordan. Hmm. So you would have been too young to really remember this. Yeah. What was this, like 93? 93 he was murdered. Okay. Yeah. And so um, – That was six. Yeah. It's 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 fascinating. Basically, it's coming from an angle of trying to persuade you that the guy who was convicted for doing it didn't do it. Hmm. Um, which I'm not necess- – I'm not convinced. But it, it's fascinating to, to kind of see – it's a deep dive uh, on the trial, on the investigation, and on some of the background down where he was where he was killed. Um, just yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Um, if you like true crime stuff, you'll enjoy it. Um, I think I've got one more episode to go. Okay. So very much enjoying that moment of truth. Uh, it's a documentary. You can find it on Freevee, or you can access it through Amazon Prime. For awesome. So there you go. All right. Well, that's a wrap, John. Is that going to tie off the year for us? I mean, 2022 is in the books. Ooh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, three years. We've been doing this every week for three years. Not bad for a couple of guys that said maybe every other week when we first started. Yeah. Yeah. If you had told us at the beginning of this endeavor – you're going to do 156 episodes in three years. We would have laughed. Mm-hmm. 
No way. Come on. Come on. But we're, we're still going strong. We are. We're still going strong. And we plan to do it at least one more year. Did you sign a contract? Nope. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're week to week, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> really, really we are week to week. Yeah. In the NFL, it's a game time decision or day to day. It's we're, we're kind of week to week, but, you know, we've got all this momentum going. All right. Well, we do thank you for uh, being a part of our Various and Sundry family. We appreciate you listening uh, on today's episode. We have talked some vacation. We have talked some football. We've talked a little bit of World Cup. We've talked the state of the pod, including countries listening to us uh, that we would not necessarily have expected. Again, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you from these uh, international locations. Uh, We've talked some theology, uh, top theology stories of the year. We've once again reviewed our ignorance of Christian music as it exists in 2022. Oh, yeah. We have talked about um, Barry Sanders. We've talked a little bit about John's vacation and a particular uh, festive event that he attended on Mm -hmm. that vacation. We've talked about a documentary that I've liked. And so, by definition... We have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say at this point is, until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.